0: So welcome to another episode of 15 Minutes with 15 West. I'm um, delighted to be joined by James Wakefield, who is the Group Head of International for Kernel. Um, Kernel is the company that owns Dartmouth Partners and Pure. Um, The business was started eight years ago. It's one of the UK's fastest growing recruitment companies and it's PE backed and they're building a multi-brand, multi-niche recruitment business across five geographies at the moment with circa 180 employees. So welcome James. Thanks Lisa. (laughs) James do you want to tell everyone a little bit about uh, yourself? I know you're new to this to the business business and the position, but it'd be great to hear a little bit about your background and and how you uh, got to where you are today.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So I'm originally from uh, Morecambe Bay. Um, I'm a proud northerner. Uh, I spent um, my first 18 years up there, went to university in Scotland for four years, joined the army, um, did six years in the army, um, went to some exciting places, came out, um, decided to go into recruitment because two of my best friends were doing it and um, they were doing really well. Um, joined Michael Page, three and mm-hmm. a half years at Michael Page. Great time there. Went from Page um, to Cobalt, and with Cobalt grew with the business effectively. And when I joined, it was like 40 odd people, and we took it to 200 people all over the world. And I spent about 10 years of my time at Cobalt either growing and building the international businesses, um, or coming back in the last four years to to run the business as CEO. So um, yeah, I was CEO of Cobalt until um, March April this year, and then I chose to join Kernel to um, build out the international side of what is a, a really really exciting group of companies.
0: Amazing. And I guess, you know, you've got the pick of the market. Why, why, Colonel? Why did you join um, Logan in, in sort of the growth that he's got, the, the journey that he's going on?
1: Um, for four reasons, really. Um, first and foremost, uh, the values of the business are values that I can identify with. Um, the idea that um, it is a kind business that mm-hmm. is ethically sound and that does things for the right reasons and genuinely cares about diversity. But is also better performing than everybody else. It's wonderful. It's it's like you know, being yeah. nice but also be better. Um, which 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 really sort of um, rang rang bells with me. Yeah. Secondly, the ambition. Um, I've never met anybody um within the recruitment or search industry as as ambitious as Logan. Um, it's terrifying on occasion, but at the same time. <laughs> He wants to do everything twice as quickly and twice as well as everybody else. Um, And that is just inspiring. Uh, And I I needed that, frankly. Um, I needed to work with somebody like that. Um, Thirdly, the geographies that uh, the business is in are, broadly speaking, the right ones. Um, Had the business um, got nowhere in terms of international growth yet, then it would be starting from scratch. Um, Equally, had the business launched in places where um, I don't think recruitment businesses should be, then it would have been a A a, a sort of an unwinding required to start with but actually the group is in the right geographies um to 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 move forwards um and then finally you know the the plan is to do what I enjoy doing I I like being outside of the UK I like to build businesses um I like to be sort of having that global view I I love traveling and the 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 group needs to grow internationally um and needs to do it quickly so you know it was almost like a, a a job that was made for me
0: um, amazing. So, how, as a business leader, um, do you map out an international um, growth strategy that is, you know, as ambitious and, and can live up, as you say, to, to Logan's, um, uh, you know, pace and, and ambition?
1: Um, well, you, you start by having a plan um there's many people have said clever things about having a plan and the importance of it in the past but ultimately lots of people don't have a plan they do what they do opportunistically they do what they do because um they they see um something that they they want to try out i think um we're starting with a proper plan um secondly that plan has got to be based on um real data and, and fact and so instead of um seeing an opportunity and going and chasing it you think where are the best markets in the world, Um, where are the markets that have growth potential where are the markets that suit the brands that we're operating with and you pick those very carefully and you, you stick to those you don't allow yourself to be to, to be distracted by, 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 by other things. Mm-hmm. Um, thirdly you've got to build on the strengths of the business that you join um, and you have to understand um, the, the, the the development of the, of the business that you've joined and what's got them to that point and you have to harness the strengths of the business that you join so um, you know both Dartmouth and Pure, which are the, the two companies that make up Kernel at the moment, more will follow, but both have um, a st- strong identities, both have strong values, both have um, strong track records, both have got USPs of their own, so it's building upon those. Um, and then it's putting together something which says this is where we want to be in three or four years and um, and then sticking to it. Um, <laughs> it doesn't mean you can't be opportunistic. If you set up your, 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 your place you want to be, your vision in three or four years time, which we've done, um, then there's lots of different strands that make up that vision and we could do this one or this one or this one. And it doesn't necessarily matter which order they go in, but we mustn't do anything that's outside. Uh, of, of that plan because um, if we do we'll get distracted and we'll waste yeah. time and I, I've I've enjoyed what I've done over the course of my time in recruitment um, and I've learned as much from making mistakes as I have from getting things mm. right and in this role I don't want to make any mistakes I want yeah. to get it right first and time.
0: Col- Colbot, you had did you have 14 offices globally?
1: I think at one point we had more than that, um, for maybe fifteen or even sixteen, uh, yeah. and it was wonderful fun. And we were operating in New Zealand, and Singapore, and Moscow, and and and, and Austria, and Germany, and America. And it, great, fantastic, wonderful for air miles, um, but not terribly efficient, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and not great for economies of scale. Mm-hmm. And only part of it was 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 planned and strategic. A lot of it was opportunistic. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, having enjoyed that and learned a lot from it come here and i just want to get it right get it right first time and do what we did at cobalt in 10 years in three or four
0: yeah i think i've seen a lot i mean i've worked for businesses where you've kind of opened offices off the back of people you know people wanting to go and live in places (laughs) and it's like well no actually let's just have a plan and stick to you know the growth recruitment markets and and i think that's where people have been the most successful but and so just in terms of i'm interested in terms of your strategy um with regard to like acquisition versus organic growth, obviously you know you bought pure Search, um back in the end of 2019. Um, do you think there'll be more acquisitions or do you think you're going to be focused more on organic growth?
1: There'll definitely be more acquisitions. Um, I can't talk to that acquisition. I was, I was nothing to do with sure. it when it was made, but it's a good one. Um, uh, I think there's, there'll be a balance between acquisition and organic growth um, as, a, as a basic rule if we feel like we can Um, based on fact, logic and and, and rational thinking build something ourselves then we will. Um, If we feel that we can't Um, then an acquisition is is the right way to do things. Um, And it's that combination of of value drivers, of scale versus opportunity versus sector expertise, all of these different considerations. But if we think we can do something ourselves and we can do it over the course of the timescale we want to, then we'll do it ourselves organically. If not, then we'll acquire. Um, And um, the idea is to build brands that are complementary to one another. And from an international perspective, I want the brands to be working in harmony. uh, because that gives us the opportunity to gain from economies of scale, to gain from the cooperation between um, specialist brands. And um, in a way, you know, we, we don't want to become a single brand generalist business, but we can go up against single brand generalist business, businesses by having a group of specialist um niche boutiques operating together in harmony and, and outside of outside of the UK, that's that's really exciting.
0: Amazing. And Colonel are um hosting, I think. Is it fair to say your first event or webinar um, next week, which is focused on creating value? How you create value in a recruitment business? So, I mean, obviously, anyone listening that um, hears this before Tuesday, do do jump on that. But um, my question to you is, why is international expansion so important to building, you know, a recruitment business worth investing in?
1: Um. Well, just very quickly, first of all, on that event, that's the, the brainchild of, of of Terry, one of um Dartmouth's um, MDs, and uh, it's it's a really good idea. It's 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 trying to bring the idea of value creation and, and what value drivers are in recruitment to everybody. It's an it's a free to attend event, it's anonymous, so people can just hop on if they want to and listen to it. But if you want to know what good looks like in recruitment, that's what the event is about. The international aspect of, 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 of value is, is very simple. Um If you go into the right international markets, then you significantly increase the value of of an organisation because A, you give it greater scope for growth, um, as long as those markets um, that you're going into are scalable and the, the, the two biggest developed markets in the world that are truly scalable are Germany and the US, which is why a lot of our attention and focus will be in those two markets. Um, two, you 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 put your eggs in more than one basket um and you, you spread your risk, um yep. which is great because um it's rare that everywhere turns um, at the same time. So the more baskets the better. Um and and three, there are markets that are deeply penetrated, i.e. there are a lot of recruiters per job, and then there are markets that are less penetrated, i.e. not as many recruiters per job. And if you go into the markets that are less penetrated, then the money you make in those markets and the potential to grow in those markets is worth more than it is in very competitive places like the UK or Australia or the Netherlands. And again, that's why Germany and the US are so exciting. They are significantly less competitive, despite the fact that they are very competitive, but they're significantly less penetrated than than the UK.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And just on the US, um, obviously, you know, we have a lot of clients, you know, our business was founded on UK headquartered businesses that are scaling across the US. So why, what is the, what is the opportunity there? Why is everybody piling into the US?
1: 340 million people.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: (laughs) That that helps. But also, it's one of these things, in a lot of regards, um, the US service sector is way, way, way ahead of any other service sector in the world. But for whatever reason, um, within recruitment, within search, um, the UK businesses have have got a real strength, mm-hmm. and they tend to, if they get their approach to the market in the US right, and if they adapt to the dynamics and to the culture, which is key in any international expansion, they tend to do incredibly well. Um, so it's 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 the biggest developed market in the world. Period. It's English speaking. Nice and simple. Um, the, the the money is spread more evenly around a very very large country. Um, here in the UK, we're always talking about London, London, London. If it's not in London, it's probably in Manchester, and if it's not in those two, it's probably not not anywhere. Whereas yeah. the US, you've got different centres, and each of them is a money centre. Each of them has its own financial services, its own its own sort of ecosystem. Similar, the same is true in, in Germany to a degree as well. Um, and so they, just the opportunity the opportunity is huge and you know if we're talking at the moment about um, Dartmouth and Pure and looking at the scale that's been achieved in the UK which is an incredibly competitive market you then take that to a market which is potentially half as half as penetrated and also then look at how big that market is it, it doesn't take um, the, the brains of an archbishop to work out that the scale that you could achieve in America is almost it, 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 it makes everything else look look, look tiny. But you've got to be committed. You've got to commit to it properly. You've got to do it properly. You've got to respect the fact that it's a different market and that um, just doing it the, the British way is not going to work. Um, yeah. And you've got to persevere as well. A lot of businesses have gone to the US and have either tried and failed or have tried the wrong way. Failed, failed, failed and then got it right. So, you know, with, as with any international expansion, you, you have to adapt to the dynamics dynamics of the market and to the culture.
0: Amazing. Great advice there. And any sort of, without giving away your trade secrets, any sort of um, overview you can give us on your plan across the US? It's, obviously, you've got Pure in New York, which is amazing. And they've got, you know, that business is going absolute gangbusters. How um, are you going to start on the East Coast and work your way West? or? Is it still-
1: yeah, it, it's, it's it's pretty simple but it is based on 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 fact and logic and, and data Um we will um we are already in the process of um starting a dartmouth team which will operate um alongside that pure team from the same office in new york um the first people are already in place and um, we're hiring for that team um and obviously New York is the biggest financial center in the world, and so Dartmouth, which is um, brilliant within the private equity, the investment banking, um, the what I would call the, the direct investment principal market space, is is fantastic. So um, New York, very simple, start there. Um, big picture, I don't want seven or eight offices. I think you waste a lot of time in, in small small places. You don't get economies of scale, so it makes far more sense to aim from the start. Um, With the US, probably for a a four office business um, in the future, and a four office business that consists of 200 plus people, um, group wide, so covering the the, the different brands that that we will have as part of the family. Um, and so we have to pick the next office, and we have to go there. And we have to nail growth in that. And then once we've got that, and it's got critical mass, and it's it's growing under its own steam, we pick the third one, and then the fourth one. And that happens over the over the course of the next three four years. And then each time we make an acquisition, we assess whether or not that brand is going to fit the office network that we're building, and we put it in there if it does. Um, and so it's 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 pretty simple. But again, it's not making the mistakes that others make, or that I've. Personally, seen, made, or made in the past. Not yeah. too many offices. Good geographic and also sector coverage. Do your research on the markets. Make sure that they are genuinely um, big enough and 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 um and and uh, correct for your your pati- your particular brands and what you want to achieve. And then just focus on, on on building businesses in them.
0: Yeah, I think that's great. I think you know I love your you know, methodical and data-driven approach to, to you know to the markets that you're going into. And I think you know for anyone out there you know wanting to join a high growth, very exciting, you know, values driven business. Um, you know, it's a huge opportunity for, for everyone out there. So yeah, do um, thank you for your time. And uh, yeah, do get in touch if anyone's uh, interested in speaking to James directly.
1: Thank you, Lisa, really appreciate it.